Savages. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First off, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, Google, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Trust me, people. You're going to love it. Thank you. Welcome to the Savage Empire. I'm your host, Mike Trainer. It's good to have you back. Sorry for the late show. Been swamped at work. Tired. Trying to watch the games. Just a little overwhelmed this week. So my apologies. Uh, we're just going to cover the Red Sox in this one, even though the Yanks played last night and lost to Toronto. We'll cover the Toronto after that series. I may end up switching things up a little bit. Um, have uh, the Toronto and the Miami all in the same podcast. Just uh, break it up a little bit. And uh, we'll do a end of the season episode with all that included. And then get ready for the playoffs. Because yes, we are indeed in the playoffs. We backed into it. But in the playoffs nonetheless. And that is bad news. Potentially. I say potentially. Because we don't know which Yankee team is going to show up. So. It could be potentially devastating to anybody we play. If we're at full capacity and you know let's just say the switch is on instead of the last couple days where it has not been on but like i said we'll get into that too but let's see how we got into the playoffs shall we game one fenway park montgomery on the bump not so sharp not sharp at all, and it's not what you want for a guy who's trying to become the third starter in the rotation behind Colin Tanaka. Four and two-thirds inning pitch, five hits, four earned, seven Ks. The strikeouts are there. He's a good strikeout pitcher. Throws a lot of pitches, though. Barely walks anybody, which is good. He walked two guys. But he's just, he's nibbling and he's trying to be too cute at times. And it's just, I don't know. As they used to, to call it, $100 arm, 10 cent head. I think he gets into his own head space and he just doesn't do what he needs to do. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a pitching coach. But there's times. And I believe in him. I think he has great stuff. I've been a fan for a couple years with him now. 
even through the injury. But I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he's just a back-of-the-end rotation guy. Maybe he's a number four or a number five for his the rest of his career. I just don't. I don't know. We'll talk more about that. Um, down four in the seventh. Bases are loaded for Gary. And smacks a two-run double in the right field corner. So it's four to two scumbags. In the eighth inning, Stanton doubles and Judge makes it four to three. Top nine down one with two outs. Reese the Kraken ties it at four with a shot that scraped the top of the monster. So that was huge for Gary. Gary looking like he's coming alive now. Finally coming alive. I think sneakily over the last uh, week or so, Gary's been hitting. And it's vintage Gary. He's getting into a hot streak just at the right time here. We're loving it. Uh, Excuse me. So he ties it. They trade runs in the 11th. And in the 12th, DJ, DJ doubles in Hicks. And the Yanks hold on to win. Six to five, 12 innings. Hey, a win is a win. When they looked like they didn't bring their A game, they were getting dominated. It looked like it was going to be a fuck you game. And then they were like, no, let's turn it on. They pulled it out. I was proud of them for that. Could easily just lay down and die. They know they're making the playoffs at this point. So that was their ninth win in a row. Game two. And this game was all about J.A. Happ. The man who has said, oh, yeah? You don't think I'm good, Brian Cashman? Fuck you. I'll go out there and show you every time. And boy, is he doing that. Let's get to the scoring, then we'll talk about Hap. Top one, Geo Sackfly makes it one nothing. Clint, RBI single, makes it 2 nothing. Top four, Higgy, RBI single, makes it 3 nothing. Wade reaches on fielder's choice, runs scores, 4 nothing. Voigt singles in Gardner from first. Makes it 5 nothing. Clint bombs one to make it 7 nothing. And downtown goes Freja. Final 8 nothing. Scoring was all well and good. Game was over in the first because Hap was throwing bullets. Eight innings pitch, four hits, nine Ks. No earned runs. Nelson finished out the ninth. Hap. And this is going to go into my Savage poll. So I won't say too much about it right now. But Hap has been proving that he is reliable. Despite the fact that we all were desperately wanting to get rid of him. The Yankees definitely don't want him next year. They don't want to pay that money. But the man is just, he's a veteran. And he's a pro. And he knows what he has to do. And I just hope he can continue this into the playoffs. Because they're going to need him one way or the other. And he's been showing fuck you ball for like three, four starts now. Basically since Cashman called him out. 
So he has to keep that going because he is very important. And like I said, I'm not going to get into the poll yet because that all ties in. But he is definitely making a push and it's, it's nothing but beneficial to us. But there was a third game to play. We're not going to get much into that. The Yankees decided to take the day off. Blew their 10-game winning streak. They lost 10-2 on Debbie Garcia play uh, day. Pitching on the mound of his idol, Pedro Martinez. And maybe that's what got into his head. He had nothing on his curveball and a slider. Three innings pitch, eight hits, six earn, two Ks. Holder, which is also a little concerning after he's been pretty good lately. Two innings pitch, four hits, three earned. Kratz. Yes. The Lion King himself got the pitch. One inning, one hit, one earned. Apparently he can throw a wicked knuckleball. I didn't even see the highlight yet. (laughs) I'm going to have to go back and watch that. That just, to me, is funny as hell. But the highlight of the game is a fan breaks in the Fenway up by the center field camera well, starts yelling onto the field, and starts tossing hats. I don't know what to make about this. I have a theory about that. If you're going to do something stupid, like break into a stadium during a you know a pandemic when you're not allowed to be there, or even in a regular game where there, there are fans and you decide to run on the field, I would hope that if you were going to do such stupid things, You would not be a fan of that team, being that you will be banned from that park. I'm not sure if you're banned from every park. That would be funny. But you're definitely going to be banned from that park, so I would hope you would not do it to your own favorite team. And you're going to go to jail, for one. That guy's going to get arrested, pay a huge fine, banned from that park. All for his 30 seconds of fame which everybody will forget in a couple days. Is it really worth it, pal? I don't know. I don't know. The world may never know. Well, the Yanks lost 10-2. to Certainly didn't really show up to play. Broke their 10-game streak. And they did clinch the playoffs on a Mariner's loss. So they backed in. But, you know, which seems like it happens almost every year for them anyway. Which is good. So now they're in the playoffs. And now you will see that they will just play the bare minimum now to get people ready, to get things lined up the way they want to. They will most likely not care about getting home field in the fourth seed. Because with the Boston loss and the loss last night to Toronto, they're now in fifth. And Toronto's back at Toronto. And Minnesota's back and forth. Now, Minnesota is the second best home team in the American League. So, the Yankees are currently first, I believe, best home team. If you really take out that Tampa series, they'd be incredible at home. They'd have like one or two losses. It may not seem important to them, 
but in hindsight, it may be important to actually turn it on, try to get the fourth seed. They got two left against Tampa, and they got three against Miami. I'm sorry, three three more against Toronto. I think this was a four-game set. Yeah, three more against Toronto. And then three at home against Miami. Finish out strong. Let's let's at least go five and one here. Cole on tonight. Let's get the fourth seed. We're not gonna get the number one seed. Or uh number one in our division from Tampa, which would end up being the two seed, but let's get a home series in that first round. It's gonna make a big difference. And if we you know we get past that. Then we'll go out to L.A. and San Diego for the playoffs and the bubble cities. And then we'll roll our dice. Everybody's going to have the same disadvantages of not being at home. But I'd rather play at home than start in Minnesota where the Twins are very comfortable. And we haven't played there this year yet. Why not have it in our advantage? Even though there's no fans. It's still Yankee Stadium. That's all I'm saying. That's my two cents on it. Hopefully, hopefully they'll figure it out. But I would much rather play at home than have to go to Minnesota on their way to L.A. or San Diego, whichever one they play at first, if they get there. Just, you know, seems to me like common sense. But we'll see. We'll see how Booney and the guys play it. At this point, you can't get too mad because they're in. But you want them to to turn it on. These last two games, getting outscored the way they did, not really showing a competitive effort was, well, we'll say it again. It's not what you want. Like I said, we'll cover the Blue Jays and the Miami series at the end. Excuse me. Let's go to Savage Pole. We were teasing it but quite simply the poll is who is our game three starter our choices are Devi, Hap and Monty and the top two were fairly close surprisingly Monty actually got 2.6 votes I didn't think he'd get any to be honest Devi leading the way with 50.4% Hap with 47%. Now, I posted this a couple days ago before Devi's last start. And I think maybe some people would change that vote now. And honestly, I'm one of them. I think it's going to be Hap. I think they're going to go with the veteran presence. That's just my guess, but let's see what you guys think. I got some comments here I'm going to read. Craig Egan at CC. Egan, 7, with a quality start today and Friday. I don't know how they go with anyone other than Davey. We'll see. He didn't give a quality start. It's Hap. All three will get starts because of no days off in the postseason. That's from Eric Albert at Medic968, which was responded from Reginald P. Grant at Reginald P. Grant. I think Debbie is three. 
Actually, I think game three is Tanaka with Debbie starting game two. I disagree. I don't think they're going to mess around with that. Not in, a, not in a three game set. You want to win the two, and then you don't have to worry about three. So he has it as Cole Devi winning <laughs> the two series. He's right, game three or game one of the ALDS, but there'll be a, a couple days off in between that. They can reset if they have to, but he's got Tanaka starting game one of the ALDS. Hat Montgomery back to Cole, Devi, and then Tanaka game five. I like what you're thinking. I don't think they're going to put that much faith in Devi to be a game two guy. And yes, I say Devi. I know it's Davy, whatever how you pronounce it. It's just whatever. Just bear with me. Drew at Savage in the Box, my buddy. Go with Hat the first round. And keep Debbie in the back pocket if he shit starts going left. If shit starts going left. Yeah. I could see that. I can definitely see that. Pool noodle. I need more time for my answer. Probably the smartest answer yet. He needed to see that start. And maybe he'll get back to me on it. PJ. A.K.A. UYF1950 at original UYF1950. Too soon to tell between Debbie or Hap. We'll see. Kyle at Kyle of Kingston. Jordan Montgomery will be starting game zero DFA his ass. (laughs) Yeah, well... We'll see. He may, may go to a four-man rotation. We'll see if he gets any. But if they need him, he's probably going to have to start. So I thank you guys for your participation. Appreciate it. I'll tag you in it so you guys can listen to the show. But let's go to the good, the bad, And the ugly. <laughs> the good. J.A. Hap. Eight innings pitched. No earned runs. Nine Ks. He has been on fire. And at this point, I think you have to say unquestionably your third starter. I really don't know, unless Debbie comes out and shoves next time out, which he could, there's no doubt. And unless they already made up their mind, I think you kind of have to go with him, and it's kind of a necessity. Like I said, the veteran presence might be the determining factor. It's not that he has better stuff. It's that he knows how to pitch. He's been around for, you know, 40 or 50 years now, so he knows what he's doing. And maybe he should all kind of feel bad for not having that much faith in him to begin with, but we are a 
what have you done for me lately kind of fan base. And when you're not performing to the way you're supposed to or expected, you're going to hear about it. But yeah, Hap, definitely good. He's trending up for sure. The bad, Jonathan Holder. Last couple starts, giving up some runs. And I was just praising the man, too. Just giving him praise. I came around. I got on the Holder train. I was on board. I think other people were on board. And now he's starting to slip up. And I'm not liking it because he's going to need to be good. There's important innings that he's going to have to throw in the postseason. And, you know, you're thinking, no, he's not. Yes, he will. Especially if the pens are getting stretched. With the lack of days off, or very few days off, it's going to be less rest time for a lot of these people. And Holder's going to have to pitch. And, you know, he's been our best pitcher all year for the most part. So it's a little concerning. The flip side of that is, Adovino seems to be getting it on just in time. He's coming around. Last four innings pitch, no earned runs, which is, you know, pretty goddamn good considering that horrible inning against Toronto. And the ugly was Devi. I'm not even going to I'm not even going to hide it. Three innings pitch, six earned. Didn't have command of a slider or a curveball, which makes his Average fastball seem average when you got no other good pitches working. That is his major concern. Because he doesn't throw a 99 mile an hour fastball, 100 mile an hour fastball to overpower people when you're sort of a finesse pitcher. Your best pitch being your curveball. Sets up your fastball, your change up, your slider. When you got a devastating slider and curveball, you can get away with a 92, 93, 94 mile an hour fastball. Because when you're throwing ungodly off speed pitches, that 94 mile an hour fastball looks like 100. It just gets in too fast for these guys to react. But when your other pitches aren't working, your 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 main pitches. That fastball is looking average, and people can sit on it, and that's not good. Now, this is his first rough start of his career. It happens to everybody, and I'm sure he'll bounce back. Um, interested to see how he finishes out the year. So it looks like he'll have, I would think, one more start. Because after that, I think they're going to look to line up the rotation. But we'll see. So that was a little concerning. But it was a little ugly. But you know what? He'll bounce back. He's a good kid. I think the Yankees really believe in him. And it looks like he has a future in the rotation. So maybe maybe he's up there next year and not in AAA. I guess it depends on what free agency he's going to do. But speaking of pitchers. I asked a question the other day. I was kind of looking for an answer. Because I was thinking about it. Everybody's talking about the bullpen and how we kind of need one more arm. And then I remembered that controversial pitcher, 
Domingo Herman suspension will be up and he will be eligible for a playoff spot. And I'm trying to get answers about like, what are the Yankees plans with him? And I'll give credit to uh Marcus guy, friend of everybody on Twitter. I don't know where he got it from, but he found the answer that I was looking for. And he had said that the Yankees will not use him because he is not in game shape because he has not been allowed to work out at the facilities in the Dominican Republic while suspended, which makes sense. You you kind of forget about these things. And when you're suspended, you can't have any contact with the team. You can't train. You can't do anything. But at the same time, a little disappointed that he's not sort of in game shape. He's had all year to kind of work out on his own and pitch on his own and just do the things that you're kind of expected to do. Maybe, and I don't know if he was ever really considered for a possibility, but maybe if he was in some sort of game shape, like if he was playing and pick up Dominican games or whatever out there and not overdoing it, but just, you know, going through the motions and, and just getting loose and able to, to pitch. We'll see, you know, maybe, you know, a scout, one of the, the team guys go down there, look at him and they see what they see. But the fact that he's not even ready, knowing that he could have been eligible to play in the postseason, now he's going to have to wait till spring training and, We'll see what his future is with the team anyway, but I don't know if that's irresponsible on his part or just maybe the Yankees told him that one way or the other they weren't using him this year and just to take it easy and kind of work out and, you know, get ready for the spring. That's that's when we're going to need you. Or maybe they're going to move him. I believe he's only going to be 28 years old next year. 28 or 29, I I still think he's fairly young. We know he has the stuff to be a good pitcher, but obviously, you know, the red flag about him and his suspension and, 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 you know, we're not going to overlook everything, but at the same time, you gotta, you know, he's still on the team. Like I said, I'm not excusing it. I'm saying he's still on the team. And while he's still on this team, the Yankees are going to try to use him. Or they're going to get rid of him. And I don't know who's going to take him. But like I said, we'll get into that in the offseason. I'm just a little disappointed that he didn't take care of himself in the offseason. And, you know, I'm... Nobody really knows what he did officially. The rumor is that he either pushed or slapped his girlfriend at that CC Sabathia gala and was seen, rumored to have been seen by either Joe Torrey or somebody in the Major League Baseball offices because that's how the Yankees found out. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. We're here now. Now, 
if he has truly redeemed himself, we'll see if that is warranted. No, I mean, there's a lot of people out there that are never going to let him live it down. And listen, I'm, I'm with you. But while he's here on this team, he's still a Yankee. And my personal feelings aside, I'm just going to tell you that the Yankees are going to either use them the way they want to or they won't. And I don't know how to feel about it. I know a lot of people are, are set in their ways about it, and I'm not trying to change minds here. It's controversial, I know. And... I have my own personal opinions on these things. And I'm sure I've said them already on the podcast. But like I said, he's here. And so they're going to use him the way they want to use him. And that's just business. That's the business side of it. Pure and simple. So we'll see what happens with him in the offseason. But I was a little surprised about that. And I did get my answer. Thanks, Marcus, again. And we'll just have to wait and see what the future holds for this kid. Because he's got good stuff. And he could be a weapon. But he needs to grow up. And if he is ever in the luxury of having a second chance with this team, he needs to take advantage of it. He needs to show that he is a changed man 100%. Can never do what he did, allegedly did. We don't know for sure, but we, we kind of do. If his girlfriend slash wife or whatever she is has forgiven him, we'll see. We'll see. I'm just saying he can't piss away any opportunity he has. He's still a young kid with a decent future ahead of him. So that's that. And then there's news on Gardner. Saying that he wants to play next year. And obviously I'm sure he hopes to play here. They have a $10 million option for him. With a 2.5 buyout. So. Honestly, I don't think there's any chance in hell. They give Gardner $10 million next year. So they'll buy him out. And maybe they'll bring him back on less money if they want to. But at this point, I think it's fair to say, more than fair to say, it's Clint's spot now. He's earned it, he's taken it, and he's running away with it. His defense has been pretty damn good this year. He's done everything we've asked him to do. He hits. He catches the ball. (laughs) So simple, right? He's been doing it in left field and right field. So, unfortunately with Brett, we love Brett. He got old. And it happens. It's the natural progression in all of sports. 
our favorite players, they get old eventually. Derek Jeter got old. Mariano Rivera got old. Posada got old. Don Mattingly got old. Everybody gets old. And eventually, you can't do it anymore. And then there's the next guy. That's how these things work. So we'll wait and see. I I don't personally see it, but I wouldn't be surprised if they bring him back. But if they bring him back, he's got to be the fourth outfielder. And maybe he challenges Talkman because Talkman's had a horrible year. Horrible year. It's not hitting. He can still field and everything, but you got to hit. Otherwise, there's really no use for him because you got, you can bring Gardner back. You can get rid of Talkman. And you got Floreal, who can pretty much play all the outfield positions just like Talkman can. He's projected to hit, so we'll see what they do with this kid. But you can't carry two outfielders who are just not hitting. And, you know, obviously we're going to need outfielders with Judge and Stanton always hurt, but that's that's got to be part of the offseason plan. We'll see. We'll get there eventually. And then the best news of the night, possibly, last night came in that the hearing for Chapman will be pushed off until next year. So his suspension will be next year either three games or reduced because of the availability of witnesses. I I don't even know what that means. So... That's kind of crazy. By the way, it means he doesn't get suspended this year and he pitches throughout until they're done or until they win. Which is good because I was wondering about that. I figured I figured he won't get all three. He'll probably get two or one. I don't know how you can prove that he intentionally threw at this dude's head. And I'm starting to think maybe he did. It seems kind of crazy like that, but I don't know. I don't know how you can prove it. And just remember the race started that anyway, so, but whatever. And that's where we're going to leave it. We're going to end it there. Sorry once again for being late a couple days. And if you want, you follow me on Twitter at Savage Empire Pod. Subscribe, download, wherever you get your podcast on. If you're on Apple, leave me a five-star rating and a comment review. I read them all. I appreciate the support. And as always, my friends, go Yankees.